The professional interests and personal priorities of our hosts result in regular child development coupled with educational and brain learning conversations. Join in as Dr. Larry Mercer and Michelle Charles bring their expertise before the microphone as part of an ongoing dialogue between this father and daughter duo on Let's Build Their Brain. So some weekend or break when I was really on it in terms of being very mindful of the screen time for your grandson, I had an exchange that is relevant to share. I prepared him for the reality of the day by letting him know that we would not be watching TV all day. He had a simple response as he was thinking about what he was doing. He said, well, this isn't TV, it's the tablet. Well, he was right, wasn't he? He, he was right. And so how can you, you argue with that? So what did you do about that? Well, then I had to clarify screens with him. That's that's when we went into talking about, well, we won't be looking at the screen all day. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about tablets? Are we talking about televisions? Are we talking about phones? What are we talking about now? I just want to understand that, what you mean by screen. That, that's a good question. And I think all of the above, I think tablets, cell phones, TV, video games, Really, there's a whole plethora of things that we could lump into this category when we talk about screen time. So, well, you gotta, you gotta, what happens oftentimes when we're with Nana, um, little man will come and say, I wanna be with granddaddy. And when he gets <laughs> with me, it's not long before we're together that he said, Granddaddy, can I play with your phone? And I, I must admit, I, I deal with the fact that he wants to be with me, not because he wants to be with me, he wants to be with me because he, he, he wants access phone. to my phone. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, that means that may that may be may not want to be with me as much. I, I don't know if it's uh what that's about. That's something that happens at home when he gets with daddy too, knowing that the phone or a game or something else involving a screen might come out soon. That's interesting. I, I think you know from that conversation, he was setting up that stage for some negotiation about what what screen time is. But we have to establish what screen time is. But in the in the focus of our conversation, why should I care and limit his screen time? Honestly, it's a lot easier to let him have endless screen time. Why should I care? Well, one of the major reasons why is because when he's engaging in screen time, if it's too much, it's incredibly significant period of missed opportunities for learning. It's, it's really a substitute for creative experiences. So that's one thing. But also, uh, kids who have spent a lot of time with screen time, points out that in research that they end up having uh, behavior problems uh, if they watch more than two hours of television a day or two hours of screen time a day since we're talking about screen time in the brighter system they those same kids have educational problems uh, they and a lot of times kids who have television in the bedrooms uh, if they have no limits from parents then that that blocks their ability to uh, learn and, and also obesity kids who've been sitting down a long time watching television many cases end up having problems with obesity and then kids who have a lot of screen time have sleep problems and then something that's really unfortunate the more a child is exposed to screen time the more likely they're going to see things that are violent and sometimes what happens those kids end up manifesting or acting out what they see on television or screen so there are a lot of reasons why as parents screen time should be limited i know i know it, it is it's so much easier to let the screen 
captivate their attention. One personal thing I've noticed is when we get on the end of the spectrum of more screen time than we need, his ability to come up with free play activities or when it's picking something, we have a plethora of activities to do that don't involve a screen, but when he's had too much of that screen time, it becomes, well, I don't know what to do versus, oh, I can play with the blocks, I can do a puzzle, I can use Play-Doh. He's unable to come up with those ideas on his own when he's been enjoying more screen time than he needs to have. I think that would suggest that maybe screen time has kind of a dumbing down effect. I think so. It creates a kind of a sense of laziness rather than having to work my brain. I'll just I'll just sit there and, and vegetate and be like many adults, like a couch potato, rather than really engaging in creative activity. So yes, screen time can be really dumbing down and kind of numbing to a child's mind. Okay, I have to, this, it goes with screen time. I saw something just the other day that you, you talk about kind of the dumbing down effect. It's almost the opposite, but it's interesting. And it goes to the monitoring of screen time. My son was using an educational resource that we use and he was progressing well, or so I thought, until I, I hadn't honestly been looking over his shoulder that much in that last couple of days as much as I needed to. As I looked over his shoulder, he had a, a story or a book or something with it and i looked and instantaneously he was finished and i heard the ding of the points from the prizes with it <laughs> well come to find out he figured out i can fast forward to the end of it and still get the points well so this is something if i didn't see it for myself i would not believe or understand why an educator was bothered by this he has all these points and all these prizes but we started backtracking and backtracking and backtracking, trying to figure out, well, did you do this one? No, we still have a ways to go. He found a way to kind of outsmart to get to the activities that were really fun for him. So even in those, I'll say that, share that to, even in those educational programs and benefits of screen time you might have, you still want to monitor your child because they may not be fully reaping the benefits of those programs. Not only that, you want to monitor and make sure they're not exposed to things that are not age appropriate for them. That's funny. Wow. It's, it, I never cease to be amazed. But So what could be the, the further brain development or educational impacts when it comes to screen time? Well, they're not exactly sure that this is totally related to screen time, but the research was done and the brain scans of kids with lots of screen time had a thinner or premature thinning of the prefrontal cortex. Again, remember the prefrontal cortex is a thinking part of the brain. And again, it may come down to just not using it. Remember we talked about before the brain, yeah. if you don't use it, you lose it. So again, it's really critical to understand that this has impact on long-term brain development because during these early years, that's when a lot of those critical pathways are being developed. So it's, it's really, really important during the early years that we limit the screen time of children. Because not only will it affect them physically, it affect them neurologically and they're learning for the long-term future. Now, I don't want anyone to walk away thinking or saying all screen time is bad. There are some times and moments where you do need the benefit of their attention being held by a screen. There are also countless educational beneficial shows, games, activities, apps. The list is endless that does have some positive benefits. What are some benefits and some positives that can be associated with screen time? I think you hit on a lot of those. I think there's some educational value in school-related homework that can be done using screen time. Uh, video games actually can help with motor skills and coordination. So it's possible, again, not to access 
uh, their internet tools, uh, for, for, for sharing video games and easy, fun ways to socialize and communicate. So again, it's, it's moderation, it's intentionality, it's being in control rather than letting the creative time control you. You know, for a while there, I must confess, I must confess, when little man would come to get with me and he would ask for my phone, I would give it to him without as much filtering as I should. And I found, okay, he's really, he's really enjoying himself. He's finally having fun and I don't want to interrupt him. And you could see the change in his demeanor when you take away that phone, but we, we, we reoriented his thinking, recalibrated the amount of screen time and he adjusted. So it's easy, like you said, it's easy to kind of get in the habit of just letting a child vegetate. It's easy as a parent when you're busy, you're tired, so it's important to be intentional to understand that this has short-term and long-term implications. I know I've shared before early pandemic screen time was a major fail on my part, but it's not unrecoverable. So, and, and there are still days when it's longer than it needs to be, but it's not an unrecoverable thing. And you mentioned just recalibrating them, giving them options of things that are still fun and engaging that could supplement and be in place of screen time on days. We were talking about some positives of screens. How could we evaluate and effectively use technology programs. What are some things we should keep in mind about the activities that our child are doing with the screen? Well, years ago, somebody asked me that question talking about music, but I think it applies to screen time as well. And this person made a really interesting statement. He said, start with yourself asking the question, what is the intent of the producer? Hmm. If the intent of the producer is to communicate values, ideas, that are inconsistent with your values and ideas of the family, you may want to not introduce that to a child. And then content. What is the content saying? What is it representing? And then when you look at the people doing it, do they represent the kind of models that you want your child to expo be exposed to? In some ways, what you're doing, it's like inviting someone in your home to take over your home, to take over talking to your children. Ask yourself the question, is this something or someone I would invite them in my home and give them control of my kids for an hour. If not, wow. you may want, may want to rethink whether or not you want to spend that, have your child spending your time in that way. So intent, thing, content, and whether or not the persons or the people involved model what you want your child to be exposed to. Okay. Well, let's get into our brain building blocks and practical and applicable ways to grow brains as we wrap up this time together. So as I was thinking about food, I was thinking, well, uh, honestly, I was thinking maybe this is a better mom question. But, but then I thought about the fact that little guy had done this with you. And I was thinking about what would be a food item that your child could be involved in preparing and that would engage them in something other than a screen. Do you remember a, a food item that you and little guy made together? I still had the video on my phone. Okay, it made an impact on you too. I, I took a video of it. It was so, okay. it was so much fun. I, I, I must confess, I, I gotta keep it real. Your mom left a uh, <laughs> little man and myself home together. She knew I was gonna engage in the activity with him. And if I keep it really real, she uh, laid out the ingredients, <laughs> laid them in a sequential order, gave me explicit instructions, but I was able to take those ingredients. Uh, take those instructions that he and I made that jello okay. together. In fact, it was so much fun because he, you know, I, I let him pour it in and stir it and I let, I let him do it all. Uh -huh. And he was just so proud. In fact, when Dana came home, the first thing he wanted to show her was the jello. 
whether it was in there. I said, you can't quite take it out yet. It's got to have time to congeal. So yeah, we made Jello together. I still have that video on my phone. I'm going to keep that video. <laughs> I love that. So many, I mean, science discussions and get patience that has to go into play there. But I will tell you, I don't know if you realize the part of the experience that seemed to has made a, a huge lasting impression as well, was you just said you let him do it all. I don't know if you know this, but at home, we've been hearing about how you let him wash the dishes because he wants to wash the dishes. It's saying, but granddaddy let me wash the dishes. So my husband and I have both commented and wondered how long the enthusiasm and interest about washing the dishes will last. But that accomplished the purpose of engaging him away from the screen for sure. And you're right. I mean, think about it. There's opportunity to talk to him about, about water, or cleaning things, and just motion. There's just so many ways that you can use those those experiences to teach children about science and life at the same time. So that could be a challenge for you. If you're worried, oh, I need to hurry and get dinner ready. I'm just going to put them in front of a screen. Why not see what your child can help with in the process of preparing that meal? All right, let's think about phrases. What phrase can I use when it's important for me to enforce a screen time limit? Well, let's, let's shift our attention. Let's move from Let's move out our time from the television, from the computer, from the telephone to let's now go do the puzzles together. Let's now do this art together. Let's now do the reading together. Rather than taking something away only, shifting the attention, redirecting the child to something they enjoy doing. And that's a way to begin. Maybe we talked a lot about serving return. You're serving and the child gets a chance to return. So I would say, let's shift our focus. Let's turn our attention to this. And not so much major stop. You can't do this anymore. We're going to do something different. We're going to do something better. We're going to do something that you can grow and learn from. Well, you went into and gave some great fun activities that you could shift from to puzzles, different activities, Play-Doh, drawing, helping with the cooking, playing outside, podcasts to listen to, audio dramas, the list are endless of fun activities that would engage your child, be fun for your child, but not involve the screen. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up this episode? Can I kind of say something that may be a little convicting? Uh-oh. Okay. One of the most significant things we can do as parents is to model ourselves, not spending too much time in front of the screen. Ouch. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes when I'm talking to parents, I say children uh, hear more, listen more when we, we model with our lives rather than our lips. Mm. So again, modeling that and make screen time a privilege. And be careful that you don't set your child up by having television that they have control over because they may not have the self-discipline necessary to not spend too much time on the screen. So I would just say be intentional, model, and uh, I think your kids will learn a lot from that experience as they watch you. Okay. Well, join us next time for more information and brain building blogs. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with Let's Build Their Brain via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Let's Build Their Brain Pod and on Twitter at Build Their Brain. Thank you for checking back with us each Monday for a new episode. We hope you leave each podcast with practical and applicable suggestions to aid your endeavor of building the brains of the ones you love. Until next time, let's build their brain. Thank you.